Hi, my name is Randy May, and welcome to Decoding the Man podcast. Here at Decoding the Man, we have real conversations with real men and people in their lives. Whether we're talking about relationships, family life, masculinity, vulnerability, or mental health, we're having deeper conversations in a safe space. So buckle up, get comfortable, get a coffee, and listen in whether you're driving or sitting on the couch today. Get inspired, reflect, and have real conversations in your own life. At Decoding the Man, we're all about having a little bit of fun and getting a little bit deeper. The views expressed by the individuals in this podcast are solely the opinions and experiences of the guests of Decoding the Man. My name is Randy May, and this is Decoding the Man podcast, and we're with Movember, and we have a special guest today, and his name is Joe Stanford. He's my dad, so today on the podcast, we're going to call him Dad. So, Dad, thank you for joining us. It is a pleasure. All right. So, Dad, we're going to talk about Movember is all about men's health and awareness about men's health, mental health, and physical health, uh, and it's a campaign. They do a lot of fundraising. We raise almost over a billion dollars for men's mental health research outreach and programs um, and they um, really support men going through like physical health issues like prostate cancer testicular cancer mental health suicide and all sorts of things like that uh, so I really wanted to take a moment to talk to you um, because I know you went through prostate cancer um, and just kind of want to ask some questions about your own journey. So I guess well, my first, yeah, go ahead, Dad, sorry. No, my first thing is saying that, okay, I got it. My first thing is saying that November is a very special month because I had an episode in November 2009 where I had my prostate removed. Prior to that, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer and I had all the fears and the symptoms before. And we, I can go into that. Yeah. Um, so tell us about what it was like to be diagnosed. Scary. Very scary. But all along, I knew and growing up in the Caribbean, I uh, was born and raised in Barbados. Came here as a young man. But in, I used to listen to and watch the old men. And they had different words for it. Um, the old men had like, you see the very old men in, in the area, so a lot of them would lose like bladder control, like frequency urination. Um, sometimes in the hospital, you see the old men going to the hospital, some of them would make it back out, some of them wouldn't. But they used to call it in those days stoppage of water. They used to call it stricture and all these different names they had for it. But right. in truth, it was just the prostate cancer. Right. It starts off with the symptoms even when you're young. And my, my grandfather had it, my father's father, my father had it. So I knew sooner or later it will come to me. So I started noticing the symptoms when I would have to get up sometimes three, four times a night to go to the bathroom. Um, or like every two hours or so, I had to go wherever I am. I had to go visit the nearest washroom. And, and in addition to that, I would get the PSA test or even the digital exam like just prior to age 40 and that is strongly strongly recommended as a matter of fact out here in Vancouver there was a funeral service for a guy in the community he used to, he's from Jamaica 
uh, follow the Rasta traditions. And he was, we had a funeral service for him last Friday. A young man just turned 50, prostate cancer. Right. And that shouldn't be happening today. That was sad. Right. What was sad about that for you going to his funeral this last week? Because in, in this day and age, this shouldn't be happening to young men. And, and this is very prominent in the, in the black community because the stats show that black men are more prone to this than say Caucasian men. Um, the reason why I don't know, but that's been all the research so far. We need to, to talk about it. It is not a, an issue. We need to share information and data. And that's why I am very pleased with what you people are doing in, in, in this program, talking about uh, health and wellness and the education, because prostate cancer should not be a killer today. A lot of fears used to be, and I had those fears too, that, and I will use the gentle term, that when you have prostate cancer, that's the end of your man, your manhood. Right, the back masculinity. Of the yeah, your masculinity. But it is not so. You, you function. And you can still function and enjoy a full life. But the, the change is that if you ignore it, it could be deadly. Why stage four is the time that most people who ignore the, the symptoms catch it. And even for the digital exam on going for the PSA test, a lot of men, especially black men, do not like to do it because they see it as a violation of their, their, their manhood or their masculinity. As a matter of fact, couple last week, me and my brothers, we were talking and laughing about that, about the dangers. And for me, when I was younger, when I first realized I had to start getting these exams, I figured I will go and get a female doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the things we were laughing at. But just, well, was just the discomfort, right, of, of yeah. having that experience, right? Yeah, I, and our so-called masculinity and the violation of, of, of sin. Right. right. Because as a man, especially growing up in the Caribbean, we put so much emphasis on this manliness and manhood. Right. And, the, and, and the digital exam is it's a big taboo still in our community. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's so important. I mean... Very important. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about <laughs> is um, you went through that and you had surgery, but I think you wanted to protect me and Carl, my brother. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. um, and you didn't really talk about it until, mm. yeah, you didn't really talk much about it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that is another thing too because we as men especially we're, we're trained to be warriors and hunter gatherers and stuff like that uh, we never really we're not encouraged to show our frailties and our, and, our, and our humanity for i will stretch the word a little bit or humanness right we don't want to do that and most of all we don't want to see it as coming off weak and, and putting the extra burden on those that we love Right. So, yeah, if I had to do it all over again, I will make sure that my children are all involved in the process and they know so that when their time comes, right, and especially for Carl, my son, he will realize that it's nothing to fear about. It is something that we can take some proactive measures 
to, to avoid going through that, right? But if it's in the genes or if it's in the DNA, it is. And this, the, the, this, the level of science is there to protect us and, and extend our life beyond prostate cancer. Right. Um, I appreciate you saying that. Um, and I appreciate you saying that if you could do it over again, you would talk more about it. But that's what this is all about, getting men to feel comfortable uh, talking about their experience with prostate cancer and talking to their families uh, and realizing like they don't have to do it alone. You know? Yes. Um, I've been doing that wherever I go and I get a group of men, especially the young men. I, I start talking to them about it because I forget my life was spared and I have to share that. And all the taboo uh, items associated with prostate and prostate cancer, we need to put them at rest because fear is the culprit. Fear of not going to get the test soon enough. Um, as a matter of fact, when I told some of my friends that I had prostate cancer and I survived it, a lot of them were shocked. And the questions that they asked me, you know, were, were really the things that we need to get out to talk about. The, the primary concern was how does that affect your masculinity? Right. Most times it is zero effect. And what are, how is, how is the new normal? And then you have to go through and explain that to them. Because right. again, the fear is that I will not be able to function. And especially the Caribbean people, the Caribbean men, base a lot of their manhood on how they interact with the female on a physical level. Right. To dispel those fears. I hear what you're saying. Yes. I hear what you're saying. I get it. I, um, I don't know. I feel emotional. (laughs) 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 This is different for me interviewing you. (laughs) Uh, My dear, uh, it is, it it is not, it don't, it doesn't have to be emotional. It is just like, you know, uh, women with breast cancer. Um, a lot of women didn't talk about it for years. A lot of women still don't talk about it because they see their breasts as these objects of, of their femininity. And as a matter of fact, a, a young lady, well, she's not a young anymore, who used to work with me at, uh, I don't want to call my company name, but, you know, in, in, in the right. industry that I right. was in, she had a double uh, mastectomy. And she just posted a picture on Facebook with her on the beach. And she right. refused to get implants, posted a picture of her on the beach in just a, a bikini bottom. Right. and was topless. Right. And it took a lot of courage for her to do that. Right. You see? So she decided, well, she doesn't have to hide or pretend anymore. This right. is what it is. And right. I figured it, it brought a lot of awareness and openness to the women who are going through that or who are about to go through it. Right. So prostate cancer, it is the same thing. It is not, not something to be feared. If we catch it in time, it can be cured. If you want me to talk about the process and the, the, the challenging parts of it, I have no hesitation talking about that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I just I appreciate you being open to kind of share um, that you went through it and that when you have an opportunity to talk to other men, you share your experience and kind of demystify uh the fear and the and the challenges that men have to even like have the conversation or 
or even really get themselves checked. So I just appreciate that in itself. But um, I want to thank you so much, Dad, for just taking a moment to kind of share your experience um, and letting men know that they can have these conversations with their family and take them on the journey of their healing with them. Yes. Um, I, the, I, I will share this with you, though. For, uh, for the men out there, the, one of the most uncomfortable parts of it for me, right. not even the surgery because you don't really experience anything. You know, it was about a four-hour surgery. Yeah. And, when, and by the time you come to it, it's all done. The, the, the recuperation, um, maybe an, another six weeks or so, and, you, you, and that's about it. The most uncomfortable part was doing the biopsy of the prostate itself, the prostate right. gland. And that's right. the most uncomfortable, and you get through that. Right. So there's nothing to fear. But you can get through it with support from family and friends. It's, yes, having your, family, having your loved ones around you is critical to the part. And right. nothing to hide. Right. Uh, Dad, so I'm going to challenge you for this November. <laughs> so part of November is you got to shave off the mustache and start it again. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your face. You're like, what? Give me a long time. <laughs> but you know, if you remember, I used to wear a very thick puma chew mustache for a lot of years. Yeah, I know, I know. And I used to dye it to, you know, to to be cool and to suppress my age. For this, um, I could do that. But that's okay. that's a biggie. I've never been, <laughs> from the time I reached puberty, I've never been without a mustache. Well, this is going to be, this is a big step, Dad, and I appreciate you taking on this challenge. Ready? <laughs> Ready, you always put me on the spot. <laughs> I know, that's why I love you, because you always take the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, Dad. Okay, we, we work on that. We'll work uh, on it. Tell, you can tell the friends I'm out there on, I actually am on Facebook. I don't really like to use it, but if any of the guys have any things that they want to discuss, or any, they can always use me, uh, contact me, and I'm willing to find time out to walk them through it. And tell them right. nothing to be afraid of. Right. And, and the sooner we get it done, the sooner we can get back to being the men in our, in our families as we're supposed to be. All right. Thank you so much, Dad. Love you. Love you. You're very welcome. And this mustache thing. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh. Thank you for listening to Decoding the Man. If you have any questions, suggestions, or a topic that stood out to you or you're seeking support, please email us at decodingtheman at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at decodingtheman. We'd like to thank... Carissa McLeod, our social media and audio producer, Brian Sudema, our executive producer, and our theme song, Darling, is brought to you by David Porges. <laughs>